Hi, this is Dan Marcello. Merry Christmas, and you're listening to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast. Merry Christmas. My name is Max Terman. I am your moderator, and I am joined today by Esposo de la Pastora, Dan Marcello. Hello. Hello. Um, Dan, tell me about your your, your favorite uh, Christmas memory, one of your most meaningful Christmas memories. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Uh, I was considering what to say because I've got quite a few Christmas memories that look back on fondly, but I settled on Christmas about five years ago when we first welcomed our daughter home mm. and she arrived with us probably about a month before Christmas. Okay. So like her first Christmas with us, we had, we were living in Mexico at the time we had family come into town. It was a really good Christmas. It was very fun. So that was, was that the first one ever? Like that was the first one where it was official because yeah. she was with you for a long time. This was the first one that she was with us, period. Oh, when wow. she came, arrived at our home to live uh, in early November. Okay, and then like a month, month and a half later, Christmas happened. Yeah, so oh. we got to just experiencing Christmas through a child's eyes. Yeah. for the first time. So what was it like? It was it was a lot of fun. She we taught her this. We had this little English book of like away in a manger, like the whole like the Christmas story, and yeah. like translated into Spanish for her. She memorized the whole thing, <laughs> like read it like, like in quotes, reading it. She didn't know how to read yet, mm-hmm. but like really memorized the story and was just so excited about baby Jesus and yeah. And we got to go do fun stuff. We had family coming to town, went to the zoo, and just got to build like it was like our first yeah. one of our first times together. Yeah, like getting her getting to her grandparents. Like her getting to know us. Yeah. It was it was cool. Yeah. How old was she? She was had just turned five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's the right age for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was. It was it was a ton of fun. Sure. And she and I, I think just seeing Christmas through her eyes of someone who's an orphan and mm. never really getting stuff that was her own and like getting Christmas presents and a house mm. decorated and yeah. it was just like her eyes were like lighting up. Yeah. Like left and right. Yeah. It was, you, it was fun just to experience because you know as adults we we have fun with Christmas yeah we have a good time but seeing it through a kid's eyes you just experience the wonder and the magic of it all for sure I know Christmas is special for everyone mm-hmm. is it still is that still like every time Christmas comes up like do you guys like think about that oh yeah so we always tend to go back and watch some of the we, we took videos of her and like <laughs> she was like singing trying to sing like Happy Birthday Baby Jesus speaking no English and <laughs> it was just hilarious and looking back at pictures like yeah we like to we like to, and she has no recollection of of this stuff anymore okay so like we're the ones that kind of help her remember oh like, yeah hey remember you know you don't remember this but sure. hey look at this picture of what you wore or yeah. what you did and wow. Yeah, I'm sure when she gets to be a teenager, it'll be more eye rolling. It comes with that. But right now, I think she enjoys it. <laughs> oh man, has every Christmas kind of been more of that? Like, what was? How has it like changed over the years? I feel like she still gets super excited. Like, mm. she does not believe in Santa Claus, right? And so, but it's still like she hears about Santa, she gets excited. Yeah. Like she's running around the house. Like we opened our presents today for our family because we're. We're not going to be able to do it on Christmas Day. Mm. And uh, so she was like, I want to be Santa. I want to, <laughs> like, she really gets into the Christmas spirit. And for her, I don't, it's not really about receiving yeah. gifts. It's just the the joy that the season brings. And she's all all about reading the Advent stories as a family and, like, enjoys that we do that and oh. really enjoys the spiritual component as well as getting gifts. Because let's be honest, for what sure. kid doesn't? For sure. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with wanting to, to, to feel loved by someone no. who wants to give you gifts. 100%. Not at all. Man. Yeah, we still we still greatly enjoy it as a family. Like we like to look back and mm-hmm. trying to come up with some Christmas traditions now that we're back in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I think one of our ones going forward is going to be having bubble tea on Christmas. Whoa! Okay, so, okay. Not, not necessarily on Christmas Day, but in the Christmas Christmas week because we did that recently. And like we should do this every year. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what made that happen? Or it was just one person in the family. I don't remember who it was. Was like, I want bubble tea. All right, let's do it. Let's make this a, a once a year. That's well, awesome. And every Christmas yes. tradition. My, my <laughs> what says Christmas like bubble tea? <laughs> bubble tea. That's what Christmas means to me. Yeah. Did you did you sort of anticipate like that that Christmas was going to be so significant? Like in the buildup when you were you know meeting her and sort of it, and it nah. started to become clear that that was going to happen. I mean, I think there was just so much that went into it, like paperwork and like 
some stress that wasn't really thinking about it all that much. Yeah. It was more like, let's, let's get back to work, our home yeah. and try to get like established rhythms and hmm. patterns and everything was just so new that it just kind of, I guess maybe snuck up on me a little more like, Oh yeah, this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. And that's one of my favorite things about the stories that you tell about that time was like, it was really stressful mm -hmm. and it was a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of red tape and a lot of the headaches that come along with mm -hmm. that process and yeah. that process in a different country. Yeah. Um, and the way you talk about God showing up in the midst of that and sort of like shaking you awake and being mm -hmm. like, look at what's happening. Yeah. Um, it's it's really, easy to, wherever you are in the world, get just caught up in what's going on in your life and the frustrations and the fears and all the junk Yeah, that you kind of can take your eyes off the Lord for sure. Amen. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you, Max. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> great, great being with you. When I asked you about favorite Christmas memories, you said, how old were you the first time that Santa visited? I would have been eight years old. And it's happened every year since. Every year. My brother was a year old. I'm one of eight kids, so there okay. were eight of us. So Christmas was always a little chaotic, but it was fun. <laughs> so yeah, um, when he was a year old, Santa Claus came to visit us on Christmas Eve. Okay. And that's when our celebration was Christmas Eve with the cousins and all my siblings and yeah, and it has been happening every year since 1970. So for 50 years, we've been happy. Well, this year it won't happen, but mm. it's going to be a little different this year. But it'll be fun, too, because my brother is going to, he has a server, and all of all of the home videos, all the home movies, he put them on his server. So all eight of us will be able to watch the oh, home movies wow. from when we were little yeah. and just share that way because we're not going to be able to be together. Aww. And then also Santa Claus brings his... his uh, Helper, his elf, comes to help him pass out the presents. <laughs> so, yeah, every year Santa Claus comes with his helper, and, and we have gifts. Wow. So it's a little, yeah, there's about 50 people there. but 50 people for Christmas? Yeah. Every year? Because now the eight siblings are all grandparents. Oh, so it's the wow. siblings plus their children plus their children. So, so you, you've always all been together for... Yeah, because she, it's whoever has the bigger houses. Sure, and me sure. and her have the bigger houses. And we, when my parents passed away, because they both are gone now, so we don't have it at my parents' house anymore. So now it's at her house every year. But what we did was the oldest, the oldest sibling decided who, whose house they wanted to have it at, and mm -hmm. they have to organize it and figure out what we're going to have to eat and everything. So it went down the line, and I'm number six. So by the time it got to me, I said, "Well, I could have it at my house. It mm -hmm. would be fine." And yeah. it was my house is not set up the same as my sister's, but it was it was very crowded, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and Santa came too. He, he knows where to go. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun and just good memories. Yeah, wow. And we're carrying on the tradition. Yeah, I mean, not all the nieces and nephews come, but sure. the siblings all come. Sure. But other, my other story was when, with my grandson. Yeah. That was, you know, a couple of years ago. And he wouldn't open his presents. He had to go by the dog to open his presents. So that was that one sticks out to me because that was only two years ago. So. <laughs> he but wouldn't he, open his presents without Charlie, without, the yeah, dog. Yeah, he wanted to be right by the dog. Aww. We were all like 10 feet away and opening our gifts, and the dog was sitting by the door, and he wanted to be over there by the dog. Aww. And even when he was little, he would go over there, and he wanted to give him a kiss. And he was, yeah. When he was before he was walking, he loved the he loved Charlie. Oh. So it's it's my favorite holiday. It's my favorite oh. time of year. Yeah, with the lights, and I love to look at the lights driving around. And yeah. oh, I do remember too when we were little, we would go. I think there were eight of us at the time, and we'd drive around and look at the lights. There was Candy Cane Lane, which okay. I don't think it was the same Candy Cane Lane in Roselle that used to have it, but somewhere I grew up in Maywood, so oh, somewhere okay. in that area or Elmwood Park. Sure. That we drove around and we looked at the lights. Does does Rick get it really into it? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, he will drive around, but yeah. yeah. But it's a, pretty mild and even keel, you know. <laughs> sure, yeah. So it's the Donna special. Yeah, I'm the one that likes it. Yeah. Oh man. Any other like ways that Christmas has morphed for this year? Well, my brother, he actually he goes. I got something. I'm going to give you guys. Are you going to be home? There's Five girls, four sisters are in the area. Yeah. And he dropped off every year. He makes this traditional icebox cake. It's a cake that my grandmother had 
from probably her mother. It was before they had refrigerators. Yeah. So they call it icebox cake. We <laughs> love this cake. And it's it needs to be refrigerated. It's not baked, but it, it does oh, include raw okay. eggs in it. But but we uh we all ate it. So he he made a icebox cake and he delivered it to four sisters this okay. weekend. Okay. So that was oh that was so nice. Yeah. And now I'm gonna go because we won't see our sisters, mm-hmm. my siblings, so I have something to give to them. I'm gonna oh, go out there tomorrow and oh. I made a little cross stitch for them. So I put oh. it in a picture frame and because I miss them, you know, yeah. it's the first time in 50 years in 50 that we years. won't be together. I know, it'll be a little different. I'm, that's so cool that you guys are still like. We are, you know, with eight kids and we're all, we're very close. Mm-hmm. We're all very, my sister, other sister, the oldest one, she moved to Arizona. Yeah. She bought us, we all bike ride, well, three of the, four of the sisters bike ride. Yeah. And she got us a t-shirt that said different colors. It says, you don't get old when you stop bike riding when you stop bike riding, then you get old. So, like so she said, we ha- I want to wear it together. We can all wear it at the same time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we haven't been able to see her because she hasn't been able to come back. So Sure. So hopefully this summer. That's, it's kind of dumb to be like, that's love. But like the fact that if it's 50 years, but then when something prohibits it, you say, okay, then what are we going to do? Right? It's not just like, well... Yeah. Too bad. Like, I guess we'll see you next year or, you know, hopefully things will even out by the summer, but just say like, okay, well, what are we going to do then? Because we're going to do something. We're still doing something. Yeah. Yeah. And my brother has the brains to know the technology, how to do that. So he got all of our information. We signed, you know, signed in to it or whatever. Yeah. He said, and he goes, yeah, if you ever have any videos you want me to put on there and everybody can watch them. (laughs) And he actually had them when my son, Paul, was in the military, in the Marines when he graduated. Yeah. San Diego, and he videotaped it, and I didn't even know. I I kind of remember that he videotaped it, but sure. I didn't know he had that. And sure. so we're watching two hours of my son's graduation. Yeah. I was like, wow, <laughs> I forgot that he had that. So that's that was, a great gift. Mm-hmm. You have all of those, man. And we can watch each other's. Yes, he has all these times. He he loves to go um, hiking in Colorado and. Uh, Glacier National Park, and mm-hmm. he actually did it this year by himself. He went for a week by himself. We were kind of my sister was a little worried about him, yeah. but he did. He and he's got all those videos. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really cool. Well, thank you so much, Donna. Thank You're you for welcome. sharing those. You're welcome. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Chelsea. Thank you for having me. Welcome Max. back. I'm glad to have you back on the podcast so fast. You're the fastest returning guest. Yes. In in That's how you can introduce me next time. The fastest guest in the West. <laughs> Chelsea Reinhold. Um <laughs> Christmas is big in mm-hmm. your family, right? Yep. Yep. For sure. Has it always been? Yes, as long as I can remember. Um I grew up with my mom's grandparents right down the street and she grew up with her dad being Santa functionally. Mm. And for him, gift giving is like a way that he shows love. Mm. And so um, the holidays and Christmas season was just really special. So, so yeah, Christmas has always been a big deal mm. in my family. Yeah. Is there a best Christmas, favorite Christmas? <sighs> That's a hard one for me to answer. Um, I, I have a few standout memories from like my childhood. Sure. Um, so I can start with that. Uh, my parents never taught us about Santa. We never like believe. We were never true believers okay. in Santa. Um, but my mom and dad wouldn't put any presents under the tree until we'd gone to bed on Christmas Eve. Oh. So it was kind of like Santa had come overnight. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so that was always really cool because we got to see it and be completely surprised when we came down in the morning. Yeah. Um, I remember. Oh gosh, I must have been really young because Scott and I were still sharing. Well, this is actually, I think, the, the beginning of us sharing a room. But we came down one Christmas morning, and there was a bunk bed built in the uh, living room. And as the older sibling, of course, I got to have a top bunk. Right. And so it became my little Christmas nest where I, you know, I, f- I squirreled up there with all my presents and, like, <laughs> um, you know, just made myself at home very quickly and, like, didn't want to have the, the bunk bed removed from the living room. Yeah. Um, so that was really 
uh, a cool Christmas. I, I must have been pretty young because I remember receiving this Magic Attic doll. They were kind of like American Girl dolls, but a different brand and probably cheaper. Okay. Um, and I remember, I think that was the first one of those that I got that year too. So I was pretty young. Mm. Um, and then another standout, which I think has been referenced maybe on the podcast yeah, yeah, and yeah. talked about was... I'm sure Scott's um, going to bring it up. I hope so, because it was like <laughs> the wildest Christmas. Um, and we were older, so sure. that made it even extra cool. But... Uh, my parents' house used to be a church, so one of the rooms has like a 30-foot ceiling. And so we went to bed, and we woke up the next morning, and um, our upstairs was like separate from my parents' upstairs. So we come down our stairs, and there's a full-size trampoline set up in the great room of the house. And we probably used it more in the month, the whole month. My parents left it in there for a month. I was like, you guys wow. are the coolest because it was the winter yeah, and we yeah, couldn't yeah, use yeah. it outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we probably used it more in that month than we ever used it once they put it outside because it was, first of all, clean. Because once they get outside, they yep. get grungy and yeah, for tree sure. refuse yep. and whatever else. Um, so that was super fun. And we had friends over and... Um, you know, we'd have to bounce off to bed, you know, because <laughs> like, we had to cross it to go to our bedroom. So sure. that was super, super fun. So those are some standout memories of my childhood. Yeah. Um, and as an adult, I think my favorite memory so far is, I believe, two Christmases ago. Um, it was the first time that I'll say like all the siblings and their forever significant others, mm -hmm. you know, Lord willing, um, were together <laughs> for Christmas. Okay. So uh, I'm the oldest. I got married first. And so Chris was part of Christmas. And then Scott and Leah, I think that was their first married Christmas. It must have been. Um, last Christmas? Not last. Hmm? Yeah. One yeah, before last like one? So that would, they maybe it's their engaged then. Christmas. I can't remember which. Their relationship were, has been they whirlwind. Engaged. They were engaged at that point. And uh, my sister's longtime boyfriend at the time, he's now her husband. Um, but my parents invited him to come because his family like really wasn't doing much for Christmas. And it was just so fun for him to be able to, for me to watch him experience like our Christmas and for all of us, all of the people that we love so much to be together. Uh, we all had matching pajamas. It mm. was a grand old time. So yeah. that's like my favorite memory so far as an adult um, yeah. was being together and just watching my siblings be so happy. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I love Christmas. I'm excited. We're going mm. home tomorrow yeah. to be with family for a quick visit. Have you and Chris had the chance to start doing any like Christmas traditions of your own? Like any stuff that's unique to you guys? Um, that's been one of the really fun parts about being passionate about Christmas, both of us, um, mm. and having family traditions and like bringing them together. I joke that, um, I'll keep this brief, but our first compromise as a married couple was what lights to put on our tree because mm -hmm. I grew up with white lights yep. and he grew up with colored lights yep. and we both felt very strongly about it. Yep. And so this was like a marriage makes you holy, not happy moment. <laughs> and um, we compromised. We found red, white, and green lights, um, which are now what are on our tree. Um, but he is German and Irish and one of his family's traditions is uh, hiding the pickle. <laughs> so they have this little teeny pickle ornament, a little mini gherkin, as it were, okay. and you hide it in the tree and the kids look for it and whoever finds it gets like an extra gift. And so um, we have uh, been very faithful to that tradition. It's hard with just two of us. So yeah. we just take turns every year, yeah. um, but we've, we've invited others into that tradition. So that's something that uh, we do. Uh, uniquely sweet. just Chris and Chelsea tradition yeah. is the new holiday cookie day where we literally Become spend the whole, we are a factory and we make them in our kitchen <laughs> and <laughs> we bake cookies from when we wake up to pretty much when we go to bed That's bananas. and we order one pizza and it is our fuel for the whole day. <laughs> so cookie day is a tradition that we, we started. Did it start um, this year or has it been? No, actually I think it was our first year of marriage. We did it cause we wanted to make cookies for some of our family and friends. And wow. Um, so Five years strong. I can't I think, believe right? it. Yeah. Four years? I guess maybe it's four years. I can't keep track. Whatever. Sure. Some years. I wasn't there for all of them. I know. You weren't there. <laughs> Only some of it. You were a recipient this year. That's right. So, yeah. It's fun to see the, the different things that kind of become traditions. You can't force it, you know? It just mm -hmm. kind of has to happen. Mm -hmm. cool. Thank you, Chelsea. Hopefully I didn't talk too much. You got a lot to work with. We've never met before, have we? <laughs>
No, I don't. I don't believe that we have. And I have nothing up my sleeve. I just dropped a pen. <laughs> but it wasn't on my sleeve. I but swear, it was out of my hand. Everything's fine. Um, you love Christmas. I do love you Christmas. and your sister. You yes. freaks. Yeah. <laughs> so you love. Have you always loved Christmas? I think so. I can't remember not loving Christmas. <laughs> gonna so I'm going to say yes. A Grinch moment of not loving Christmas. <laughs> One year I hated Christmas. Does anything stick? What's what's? Tell me about the trampoline. Because you've brought up the trampoline before. True. Chelsea briefly brought the trampoline. Was like, but that's probably Scott's thing. <laughs> Tell me about the trampoline. Apparently, it Bill is now. Calvin included it I in know. his Christmas letter. I got his Christmas letter. I brought it home, and I was like, I've heard really good things about this Christmas letter, Leah. I'm going to read it to you. And, and she's like, like, okay. And I'm like, well, we're my name is in the first five words, so <laughs> we're off to a good start. So we're off to a good start, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the trampoline. I'm trying to remember what year this was. I could start throwing out years. We'll just say it's fifth grade. So uh, for those of you who don't know, um, my family, my parents live in an old church. It used to be St. Mary's something. And then back in like the 80s or the 70s, I don't know, um, someone bought it. I think the church moved. Um, it certainly has moved now, but I don't know what the order of events was. But someone bought the building and turned what was a Catholic church into a house. Um, and this is, it's not a, a church like it, it, it was an old building. It was built in like the 17 or early 1800s. I think 1700s, but I can't remember. Um, so it wasn't like a big church building. It was, it was kind of like a, you know, probably more or less a one room church building. So it wasn't, you know, it's not like this enormous house. Like if you turned a Bloomingdale church into a house, it'd be huge. Uh, it's, but um, it's got this big central room that we call the great room, which is what the sanctuary or which used to be the sanctuary. And so one Christmas, I think I was in fifth grade or so, uh, my parents gave us a trampoline for Christmas, which is a super cool gift because trampolines are fun. And someone, I don't know whose idea this was. I should ask them this year. I don't know whose idea this was, but some one of them, or maybe my grandfather, came up with the idea. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. He's like, <laughs> like, hey, have you considered this? Here's and a like, devious uh, plan. <laughs> um, someone came up with the idea of, well, what if we instead of just giving them this trampoline, which they can't really use for a couple months because it's cold outside, what if we set it up in the great room? Because the great room, in addition to being large, also has like two-story tall or taller maybe ceilings. Chelsea said 35 feet. That's probably accurate. Um, So it's got really high ceilings, so you could absolutely jump on a trampoline in there. And so they moved all the furniture to the side, and they set up this full-sized, I don't know how big that is, 15 feet maybe, 20 feet, whatever whatever like a normal full-size trampoline is. They set it up in in the... Great room. We came downstairs. Uh, our f- the foot of our stairs like ends up in the great room. Um, so like we came downstairs and like there it was. And they left it up for like a month or two. Uh, and so we just had a trampoline in our house for like a month or two, and that was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, it worked out okay for them because our house is interestingly shaped because the great room is like right in the middle. On the the second floor is like split in half. Mm-hmm. So like. The master suite, I guess you would say, is on one side of the great room, and then like Chelsea's in my bedrooms, and and one of the bathrooms is on the other side right. of the great room. So like it didn't impact my parents' normal routes through the house yeah, too much. Yeah, it really only impacted you guys as half of the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, obviously it, it impacted them and that they had a trampoline in their house, but uh, <laughs> but like they, they what didn't. What were have they to... using that space for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was a wild year. Yeah, and that was definitely one of the coolest things. Now is Leah as into Christmas as you are? I think so. Leah's mom loves Christmas. Mm. Um, Leah's mom is like, she's really into decorating in general. Like she's like very into like home decor and like getting everything looking just so. And, um, and so her house is very immaculately decorated. Uh, but for Christmas, it's like, it goes to like the next level. So I, this isn't going to mean anything to the, to the podcast. You're show me a picture. <laughs> I can't actually, I was going to, but like her Christmas tree looks like, like a professionally decorated Christmas tree. Like it's just, okay. it's really amazing. Um, and so she often does like themed decorations um, and she'll go all out on these themes. So I've only been a part of two. This will be my third Christmas with them. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember what the last two years were because I've seen so many pictures of other years. I can't quite keep it all straight. But one year she did like a musical Christmas. This year I think is a coastal Christmas, which is a new theme. Last year I think she recycled a theme. It might have been Scottish Christmas. Okay. I can't remember for sure. But this has a new theme, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Wow. Coastal Christmas. But yeah, she's done 
like equestrian Christmas because Leah was uh, did horseback riding for many many years and Scottish as I said and musical and um, so anyway so Leah's mom loves Christmas and so Leah also really loves Christmas mm. uh, I don't know if she loves it as much as I do or if I love it as much as she does I guess that's hard to tell <laughs> it's hard to quantify and then you got Christmas pajamas yes wearing your pajamas all day on Christmas yes whether or not you're in church and that's what I love about it yeah I always thought it was you just wore pajamas to the church that to church on the day that was closest to Christmas, but it's actually you wear pajamas on Christmas, whatever right. else happens. Right. Yeah. So all I can say is that for my entire life, yeah. on my mom's side of the family, we all wear our pajamas all day on Christmas Day. We yesterday, um, Leah and I. Uh, celebrate our Christmas together, and we stayed in our pajamas all day, which wasn't super remarkable because we didn't leave the house. Um, but on like pajamas a, all of quarantine. <laughs> true, that's just that's what I, that's what Kirk said to me when I mentioned <laughs> that he's like, that's just how I go to work these days. Um, but like normally, a normal Christmas when I was growing up, we'd start at our house and then we'd go to my grandparents' house and we'd stay in our pajamas on the way over there. And then of course, every like five to seven years, somewhere in that range, depending on leap years and whatever, um, Christmas falls on a Sunday. Yeah. And so that's happened twice that I can remember. The first time we talked about wearing pajamas to and the church didn't? and we didn't. Oh, wow. We chickened out. Um, the second time, which was just like four or five years ago. Um, I think we were in college, yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, my whole family, uh, so not just my immediate family, but my grandparents. My grandfather's an elder at the church. He has been for like many years. Um, <laughs> and uh, my cousins, we were all just like up in the front wearing pajamas. I think... My cousins, their family often wears like onesies okay. like, and footy pajamas on yeah. Christmas Day. They might have worn that. I okay. can't quite remember. But yeah, that was super fun. I um, love that he's an elder. Yeah. Gotta, Gordon Paisley, I know you're listening. Wear <laughs> you your, come pajamas. In your pajamas. <laughs> on, on Thursday, on Christmas Eve. It's <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so you... No Christmas in Indonesia. Yeah, we we did not celebrate Christmas a lot like you guys do it here. We usually just go to Christmas Mass at midnight and um, go home and open the presents, the little presents that we got um, on Christmas Day. Yeah, But it's not like a big thing where you, you know... Dress in pajamas, watching Christmas movies, <laughs> nothing like that. So it's just, it's like a, a small cele- celebration. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so then you come to the United States. Come to the United States. Now you knew, though, because you grew up watching lots of yeah. American TV shows. Sure. So yes. you knew that Christmas was like a big deal yes. for yes. this country. I did not know that there are family traditions that oh, okay. comes with it. Sure. So I thought it was just... Um, it's a holiday, 25th of December, celebrating Jesus' birth and opening presents, and that's it. But they made a big deal <laughs> they, yes, <laughs> over here. So I, I moved here, and then um, I see that they, they decorate stuff, mm-hmm. Christmas lights. It's truly a, a big celebration, and that is that is the difference. And I just... I was in awe because I've never seen Christmas celebrated sure. like this sure. back home. So, yeah. so yeah. So you and Adrian, you always celebrate holidays like together. You like yeah. go and like do something, yeah. or you like I don't know. You, yeah. you guys are big foodies, so you always yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So we're we're two introverts, and we're like. <laughs> So you go and hide in a hole. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> Whenever there's like a a, um, a Christmas or Thanksgiving celebration, yeah. too many people just drive us nuts. So we're like, okay, let's just, <laughs> this is a perfect day for just the two of us. Aww. We're just going to be at home, yeah. watch Die Hard. <laughs> so, I don't know if we're supposed to say that. <laughs> and Home Alone. <laughs> so, uh, and it's just a Christmas tradition that we, I, I, I look forward to it. I'm like, babe, it's it's almost Die Hard time. And, and we will watch like the whole like trilogy. I think they you watch the whole. Yeah, we have <laughs> you to. You don't just watch the first one? <laughs> Hans Gruber okay. and then <laughs> the two and the third. What happens in the second one? I've never seen the second one. The second one was with um, 
to the was brother? Was it with the brother? Yeah. Is it whose brother? Is it Hans Gruber's Hans brother? Hans Gruber's brother. Oh. But now I'm confused. It's like, no, 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 no. The second one is like a military cap, a uh, military guy. Okay. Uh, he hijacks a plane. Okay. And then the third one is the Hans Gruber's brother. Okay. So we okay. always watch it because it's part of the tradition and yeah, we, we yeah. like Bruce Willis. And anyway. so you guys like started your own traditions. <laughs> Like out of not de- wanting to meet people by default. Well, that's true. <laughs> out of who you are, um, but 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 you know, yeah. like you said, with coming over with 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 your families not having you know really deep uh, mm. uh, a ton of really important Christmas traditions, mm-hmm. it being like a, a moderate to smaller holiday. Yeah. You guys made your own out mm-hmm. of out of your relationship, out of each other. Yeah, I think so. I think that's really sweet and. I shared this with my um, during my call to worship last weekend yeah. that we just started to pick one night in December and we're drive around town looking for Christmas lights and just enjoy it. And I've never done that. And mm. you would not be able to do that if you were living in Indonesia. Oh, sure. I mean, so that is really sweet. And mm. yeah, you're right, Max. Yeah, we kind of created our own tradition. Yeah. Many, many years later. So, <laughs> so yeah. So what happened yeah. last night? We went to Carol Stream. Okay. So we Googled Christmas lights near me and these two houses in Carol Stream popped up. Oh, and so weird. we visited that. Yes. They so you tune in into your radio, like uh, this channel. Okay. Yes. And then they play music song they play Christmas songs and then the lights um, kind of like Disney. Yeah. So the lights follow the, the Christmas music. Oh, we just had a ball. 25, <laughs> 25 minutes of watching that. So <laughs> it's so great, Max. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. It's really, it's really great. I think I think that's driven by our love for Disney. And <laughs> so when we saw that, we we're like, oh, this feels like Disney. Yeah, yeah. It feels yeah. like we're in Disney World. So yeah. yeah. Aw. That's yeah. super sweet. Yeah. Aww. We try to be sweet to each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I think that's a good goal for you two to have. Um, it's, it's a good thing that we like each other, sure. each other's company too. So sure. we don't mind like celebrating stuff. Yeah. Just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. So how has, how has Christmas like evolved? Like how, have, yeah. you know, over the years between you two or with your relationship with like Bloomingdale, like how yeah. have things, you know, um, has Christmas changed at all? Wow. Um, we usually, we used to sing um, on Christmas Eve services over here at Bloomingdale. Mm-hmm. And then we usually have two services, which yeah. is at 6 and 11. And then we would go to Pastor Bill's house sure, in yeah. between. So yeah. that is another tradition of ours that mm-hmm. we would sing and then go to Bill's and then yeah. come back at 11. But we haven't really come up with our own tradition, I guess. Sure. So yeah. So for the past couple of years, I'm like, hey, this is something that we can do every year. Mm-hmm. Christmas lights and die hard. And <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Nita. You're welcome, Max. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So tell me about Christmas. Tell me about Christmas with the Calvins. Okay. Well, you want to know about childhood Christmas? or I want to know about what you want to talk about for Christmas. All right. Well, it it was magical. Mm. I believed in Santa, and I had good reasons to believe. We would bring a Christmas tree into the house and not decorate it because mom and dad said, Santa is going to decorate the tree. So I got to put like one crummy pine cone on the tree and that was it. (laughs) So go to bed, fall asleep, wake up at like five in the morning the next day, come running out and my mom and dad would be there. My dad with a camera because my eyes would get Big as saucers, the tree was decorated. The presents are under it. He's come. Mm-hmm. And they'd take a picture of that. They stayed up literally all night <laughs> to, to decorate the tree, to wrap the presents, yeah. to make the you know racetracks work, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Woo, they were crazy. That's I mean, that's awesome. a lot of work yeah. just to see a little kid brighten up. Sure. But looking back at it, you, you've only got a couple years like that where a child's old enough to 
mm-hmm. know that this is neat and yet young enough to still believe. Mm-hmm. So they, they took advantage of it. So that was my Christmas. And one year, I, I just got everything under the sun. <laughs> and yet I'm looking around for something. And they, they said, so Billy, what, what's wrong? I said, yeah. I, I, I didn't get everything. <laughs> I'm looking for whatever that one missing present was. <laughs> they laughed about that because, man, I, I really got spoiled at Christmas. <laughs> Woo. So, wow. That was Christmas as a child. Sure. Then you go down to grandma's house and visit her. Down the street from her was Aunt Holly, and you go visit her and then swing out to Aunt Jenny's house. So, you, make all these stops and people are giving each other presents and we're eating goodies and it was just a blast. Mm. It couldn't have been any better. So when I was an adult and I had my own children, of course we want to make it a great Christmas for them. My favorite Christmas memories include this. We woke up, opened our presents, and it's like 7.30 in the morning, everything's open. And I turn to the family and say, hey, why don't we go to Ohio? Mm. Let's see Grandma and Grandpa. How far is that? 400 miles. <laughs> okay. So everybody's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so we jump in a car, drive, you know, seven, eight hours to mm-hmm. get to Ohio, pull in the driveway, and it's just starting to softly snow, these gigantic flakes, just like something out of a movie. Yeah. And just as we pulled into the driveway, my dad pulls in right behind us. He has just gotten off from work. He gets out of the car. The kids jump out of the car and yell, Grandpa, Grandpa, and yeah. run up. And he just bends over and they jump into his arms. It's like, this was worth everything just to see this with my own eyes yeah so that's one of my favorite memories of christmas wow that's awesome it is it really is i'm glad we have grandchildren now because they're young enough to believe yeah and old enough to understand what's going on yeah so i'm looking forward to this year's christmas too when 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 those moments happen when those kind of like like wonder moments, right? Or, or whatever, mm-hmm. like when that just all lines up, like, do you, do you praise God? And, and if so, what is your thought in that moment? Like, <laughs> what do you, how do you enjoy that moment and still say like, thank you, Lord? <laughs> well, in my heart, I know I'm thankful. Hmm. One thing we do though, if you were to come to our Christmases, you'd think, golly, these people are just materialistic pigs. I mean, look at all this wrapping paper. And I mean, they, what else could they do? I reflect upon that during the year, and it's like, you know, we do a couple of things that make a lot of sense to me. One is there are a lot of presents, but most of them are very practical. Mm. It's we were going to have to buy them anyway sooner or later. It's it's not just toys it's clothing tools it's things that people use Hmm. and 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 want the other thing we say to even our adult kids is you know right now we have it so we want to give it next year we may not have it Hmm. but that's not the point of christmas anyway and so even in the midst of a pile of presents and wrapping paper we always turn to the Christmas story, read it, thank God. And, and no matter how young the kids are, they realize this is what's important. Yeah. This is the true meaning of Christmas. Not, not all the electronic stuff. Uh, nothing else really has the depth and gravitas of what we just heard yeah. out of the Bible. Yeah. And then, truly, it's not just Christmas Day. It's all the buildup. It's what happens prior to Christmas that really gets me excited about the gospel. Some people think, oh, this is just terrible that people are putting so much effort into food and presents. 
And I'd say, okay, consider that you also should be putting some time into being in the church choir, singing the cantata, coming to serve on Christmas Eve, or coming to worship at the very least on Christmas Eve. But there are all these things you're giving small gifts to people throughout the month. You're buying presents for children who will not get a present otherwise uh, and giving it to places like Albany Park and Rogers Park. And Nancy has some things at Allstate that she contributes to. And you're doing all these things. You could make a case, well, you should be doing this all year round. Well, maybe I don't have enough money to do this all year round, but, mm. but we just suck it up and we do it at Christmas time. And it's all organized at Christmas time. It's not like you got to really start from scratch. Right. So uh, that's how I look at Christmas, that it's more than just the day of Christmas. It's that wonderful buildup that mm. is honestly like a whole month. I mean, yeah. it starts right, for us, it starts at Thanksgiving and mm. doesn't, doesn't even end on Christmas Day. We keep on going for a few more days after that. Yeah. How does Christmas change when you become a grandfather? I think it just starts getting good again. You know, this is, <laughs> I, I've honestly loved it every year. There's not, there's not a single year I just say, oh, brother. Mm. I, I remember one year in Omaha, we didn't have very much money. We were planting a church. And both kids wanted rollerblades that were made by a company called Mission. And they, this is like, I'll say 20 years ago at least. These rollerblades cost $200 a pair. Okay. And so that would be like $400 in our money today. Sure. But I didn't have $200 to spare in those days either. So I'm thinking, golly, this is a lot of money, but this is what they really want. So we, I think we did it by way of, this is a gift not only from mom and dad, but from grandma and grandpa. And, you know, everybody kind of pitched in to make sure they could have this. They loved those rollerblades so much that they rollerbladed through the house all day. I didn't think they were going to take them off to go to bed. I mean, they just, they just loved those things. They're going up and down the steps with them. I mean, they're just, they will not take them off. Yeah. I think, well, this is really cool. And, and so we still laugh about that, how much they love those rollerblades and, and they were really into it. I mean, they were the kind of kids that were jumping onto rails and grinding and mm. doing ramps and really into it wow. in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, I cut you off. Last thought, Christmas as a grandpa. I'm you looking forward to it. You said it gets better and better. Well, yeah. I mean, it's so much fun now because you've got your adult kids, their spouses, then you got these little kids like Lucy and Silas running around being crazy. They just love Aunt Nicole more than Grandma and Grandpa. <laughs> Nancy will even say, I'm sorry for disappointing you. <laughs> it's like, Nancy, knock it off. <laughs> I mean, Aunt Nicole is, you know, a rollerblading legend and a oh, yeah. genius. So they just love go. being around Aunt Nicole for lots of reasons. <laughs> And and Jonathan wrestles with them all day long Aww. and tickles them and they just love that they love tying him up and taking he's a policeman taking the police to jail and they take him to jail <laughs> all tied up yeah so that kind of stuff it's just a riot last year we went up to Nicole's house for a day and at night the Lake County Fairgrounds has a fabulous light display hmm. so we. We go to that display, and we're driving through it, and Silas falls asleep. Mm -hmm. He's just so exhausted from all that we've been doing. So, you know, we finish that and come back to the house, and we're having a pizza, and finally it hits Silas. I missed the lights. <laughs> and, and I'm still tired. So he's crying bloody murder. The lights, the lights, I miss the lights. You know, we got to go back. Well, you, know, you can't go back. You had to pay to get in to see this. You can't just go back because you missed the lights. Yeah. So he's just, he can't be consoled. And finally it hits me. Hey, there's a fabulous light display on our way home. It's in Rosemont. We're going to go right by it. You're going to see lights, Silas. Okay, so that, that pacified him and thankfully stayed awake when we drove by Rosemont. But it's stuff like that that you just remember all that and you ask yourself, 
So what were the presents? I have no idea. Sure. I just don't remember anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. It's been great. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. I, I do have one other thing if you want to throw this on Okay, there. yeah. There was a time when you asked me, what was your favorite Christmas? If this isn't number one, it's somewhere in the top three. It was in 1979. Okay. We had moved from our home in Akron to Long Grove to start a church. And the church was about six months old. Christmas time came, and we were just so poor. The, the, the pay for starting a church is, it's honestly, it's worse than minimum wage. It's sure. just so unbelievably low. We don't really have any money because we had to use our savings just to stay alive. Hmm. And the savings were really down to nothing at that point. So Nancy's very clever and resourceful. She thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make people presents. She made me a a three-piece suit. And it didn't look like, oh, boy, this guy came off the farm. He's got straw out of his hair. No, this was a really nice suit. She made her dad a really nice sports coat. She made my mother a beautiful quilt. She just made all these fabulous presents as as well as baking things all over the place. Wow. So seeing those people's faces as they received their presence, it, it really meant a lot mm. to the, yeah. the, the whole of us, not just the recipient, but all of us. Yeah. So that was a great Christmas for lots of reasons, but one of them being it brings you back to, well, what's really important? It's important to show that you love people. Mm. And that was a better demonstration of love than if I were still at the car lot and we bought the presents. Yeah. Way better. Couldn't even compare. Mm. So that was one of my favorite Christmases. I I don't think I'll forget that until the day I die. Sure. Thank goodness for Nancy, because if they were waiting on me to make them something, (laughs) wow, they'd still be waiting. (laughs) I'm not done with that project yet. I need another 40 years. Uh, we are on the last leg of our podcast journey. Um, welcome to our living room. This is Daniel and I's living room. Um, yeah. You are younger than me. You're the first person that I've interviewed for this who's younger than me. So I can't use my normal joke of like, you're really old. Tell me about Christmas. Mm. But I guess that means, Daniel, you're really young. <laughs> Tell me about Christmas. <laughs> Tell you about Christmas. What was Christmas like in Nebraska? Christmas in Nebraska is amazing. Does it snow? It snows. Okay. Like, it snows. Okay. Um, Because we don't have so many trees, we have really big drifts um, that happen. Okay. Because, like, there's no natural breaks. Yeah. Um, So the snow in Nebraska is beautiful. Um, With, as the more you get far out west, there's like nobody. Right. So then, like, you have that nice and crisp snow everywhere. Yes. And it's amazing. It's not slushy at all. It's just uh, In the city, it gets, it gets, well, sure. It gets really, but yeah, Christmas in Nebraska is much like Christmas in Illinois. Let's say you're in elementary school. Elementary. You and your family celebrating Mm -hmm. Christmas. What does it look like? Yeah, um, it usually looked like my brother and I waking up at some ungodly hour, okay. like five, five in the morning, um, us running into our parents' bedroom and like jumping on their bed, telling them it's Christmas, mm-hmm. they gotta wake up, and then our parents slowly getting out of bed, sure, and then like telling us that we have to wait at the top of the stairs, sure, and then they go down do some last minute touches touch yes. ups and then they give us the go ahead we run downstairs we see the tree with all the presents we open them up yeah. um and then when we're all done with presents we would my mom would make cinnamon rolls mm-hmm. we'd have cinnamon rolls um then we'd spend the day just playing with our presents and it was pretty awesome later in the day we'd do our um, we have a birthday cake for Jesus. For Jesus? For no Jesus. Way, really? Yeah, we, we have a birthday cake for Jesus. It's just one of those regular box cakes um, okay. that yeah, you make. Sure. And 
like really cheap red and green sprinkles. Nice. <laughs> and we'd sing happy birthday to Jesus and then eat, you eat this sing cake. happy birthday to Jesus? Yeah. 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 Every year. Every every year. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I want to give an alert to parents. Our 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 demographic, our target demographic does not include children, I would say. I think like mid This is true. I think late teens is kind of where we start picking up traction mm-hmm. but in case someone has decided to say okay gather around the fire we're gonna <laughs> listen to the church staff on the bloomingdale church podcast uh spoilers for the secret identity of santa claus inbound this is inbound. your only chance before Ooh. you ruin your children's lives because you told me daniel i did, I did. that you have a story about about Santa Claus. I do have a story about Santa Claus. I want to hear it. You want to hear it? Yes. And the and the listeners have been warned. They've been warned. I don't want any angry emails. It's like, like spoiler. my child cried for hours. <laughs> this is spoiler Dan, alert. Top secret. I'm talking to you, Dan Marcello. <laughs> yes. Um so this is one of my favorite stories to tell um because I think it shows how cunning I am um <laughs> of how I figured out the real identity of Santa Claus. Okay. Um, so this one year, my Santa present was a magic treehouse box set. When you say your Santa present, my Santa present, what does that mean? That means we would have one, maybe two presents yeah. under the tree that said from, from Santa. Santa. And then the All, rest were from humans. The, yeah. The rest were from humans. Okay. Um, and this year I got the magic treehouse box set one through seven. Or one through ten, one through ten. Whoa. So I was like pretty into it, into the awesome. magic treehouse. Yeah, yeah. And then one day I go into my parents' bedroom because that's where our PlayStation Two was. Oh, no. um, and I'm gonna go play some Lego Star Wars. You know, it's it's my jam. It's yep. my game. Yeah. And then I I see a pile of receipts just laying out. Oh, no. Uh, and you look through it. And I look through it. Oh no. And I see this receipt from scholastic or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. saying the magic treehouse box set on it <laughs> and that's the moment and i knew and you're destroyed emotionally i was i stood there for a while trying to like comprehend are you serious yeah so how old were you at this point oh i was i had to have been second or third grade oh my goodness second or third grade oh my i'm goodness. pretty sure okay and then so you find these receipts Yes. You stand there, mouth agape, <laughs> and yeah. then what happens? And then I like I kept it a secret that I I found, <laughs> found out the, the secret. Receipts. What did you do there? Did you, did you did you did you keep playing? Did you go and play Lego, yeah. or did you walk out? I like went and played Lego Star Wars, and your parents were like, "Oh, you yeah, didn't notice these this pile of receipts." I guess. Yeah, and then like a couple of weeks later, then I finally I couldn't hold it in anymore. So then I told my parents like, "Hey, like." What did you tell them? I found these receipts. And then the rest is a blur. I think they just kind of were like, yeah. Yeah, Daniel. So, so how does that show how cunning you are? I guess because it's kind of like a detective figuring out Santa. Uh, I wasn't like, I wasn't just like this. Told. I wasn't told. That's right. You know, somebody didn't have like this talk or somebody didn't spoil it for me. Yeah. But I still like years after i played along for my brother oh that's true because you uh, were the younger brother yeah uh and that was really fun so <laughs> then i made it i made it my goal to try to find his santa present before christmas every year <laughs> i bet your parents loved that they did not <laughs> so yeah the year after i found like my brother got a big bat cave like toy set Ooh. and i found it and then <laughs> did you tell him you found it no okay i i was i was I told my parents I found it, and they're like, "You have to don't say anything." Oh my word, oh, my, word. Uh, my son! Yeah, you so stop. It's always been a thing for me to try to figure out my presence. Yeah. Um. So one year, there was a big book underneath the tree, and there was like raised like letters and stuff on it. So then. I got a piece of paper oh and, and a pencil and like sketched That's over it awesome. to try to figure out what That's, it was. What did you find it? Did you figure it out? 
I thought I did. Oh. So there was like this, I was really big into the Navy yeah. at that point. So I wanted this big like history of the Navy book. Okay. I did the emblem and it looked really similar to the army one. And okay. I was like, my parents got me the wrong one. I was so upset, but I couldn't tell <laughs> anybody. No <laughs> you're just like secretly upset about something you're not supposed to know about. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But then Christmas morning, I opened it and it was a Navy book and I was like super excited. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome yeah that's kind of like a fun part of christmas figuring out mm. trying to figure out what is in this box yeah. of mystery sure so does a christmas stick out as like the best christmas the favorite christmas yeah more recently one of my favorite christmases was a first christmas we had in our new house with our new family Mm. um because i we like had had christmases with everybody else um so like when my dad got remarried we got a new house right but our christmas was always somewhere else during oh. the first like year because it's on a rotation this schedule. Is your stepmom Diane's family's mm-hmm. Christmas is on a rotation schedule. Okay. Yeah. So then I think it was like our second second year at the house, my senior year of high school, where we had Christmas with um my immediate family and then my stepsisters and their family. Mm. Um so that was really cool for the yeah. first time, like being in our house and like having a family Christmas mm. um, with more than just four people. Because yeah. growing up, Christmas was always just four um, because it was uh-huh. my mom, my dad, my brother, and I. Yes. So this was the first Christmas that felt like immediate family, but mm. like larger than just four. Mm. And that was really cool, yeah. especially since we had like at that time four nieces and nephew running around as well and that was pretty cool so that was a really good christmas and yeah two years ago after my internship christmas felt like like nothing like i felt like it just came and like went all of a sudden Mm. because i i like worked at the grocery store almost every day sure and i got done and i got back to crown and i felt like i haven't taken a break yet so yeah the development of christmas has been interesting Hmm. it's a different almost every year now yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah i think the struggle for me in my mind the struggle of someone who grows up a christian revolving Mm -hmm. around christmas is how if my faith is going to be concrete if it's going to be something that's in my mind that that drives my decision making and Mm -hmm. my mindset towards every day and and things like that how how can I keep in mind like what the mm. like why do we celebrate Christmas? I think to try and to try yeah. and dodge the cliches of like what's Christmas about yeah. and like what's the meaning of Christmas? Like yeah. why do we celebrate like this one thing? And mm-hmm. it is because the only reason we celebrate Christmas is because of Easter, right? So yeah. like we are celebrating the impossible, which is that God Yeah for the express purpose of saving us mm-hmm. became a man. Yeah. And was born. It didn't just, he didn't appear as a man. Yeah. It wasn't just like he appeared as a full grown man and was like, Hey guys, I'm super smart. Follow me. Mm-hmm. He, he humbled himself to the form of a servant yep. and was born. And all the angels are like, guys, <laughs> God yeah. has been born over the hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I love, I got tear. I teared up. A couple of weeks ago, um, thinking about like man, mm. Hebrews describes describes angels really interestingly as like they're not human; they mm-hmm. are servants. They are the physical embodiments. Yeah. They are spirits who are built to serve, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and yet, if I can personify them just a little bit, like they know, mm-hmm. they know who that is. They know that is the being that created them. That is their master. And their master has been born and is now a human. You stupid little people don't understand (laughs) everything that's about to happen. That has been that we you have been waiting for for all Mm -hmm. time. It's happening now. Yep. And 30 plus years from now, it's gonna it's gonna be finished. And then the world will change. Mm Mm-hmm. 
the world will never be the same as another thing that I can't say anymore because of Hamilton, but the world (laughs) will change. Yeah. And, and just the glory of like, man, when the angels are singing, they're not just Mm. singing like, Hey humans, good stuff is happening. It's like, Hey, the entire point of the universe is happening tonight. And like, that is why we Mm. celebrate. And I think that's really, um, beautiful. And it is something that, for me personally, like it didn't, and maybe it, I think it's just part of being a, a, a dumb, squishy human. Uh, but it wasn't until like a couple years ago that it really occurred to me of like, mm. that's why we celebrate Christmas yeah. is, is not just because the Virgin gave birth and like all the miracles that come with it. Cause there's yeah. a lot of miracles in the Bible that we don't really celebrate. Certainly yeah. not to the extent that we celebrate Christmas, but mm. that was when I was like, Christmas isn't the big Christian holiday. It's like the second biggest Christian holiday. Yeah. And the reason we celebrate it is because of the biggest one. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm singing here, singing about these things, I'm singing about these things because I know what comes later. Yeah. And if Easter didn't come later, then I'd be singing about something that like didn't ultimately make Mm -hmm. difference with a capital D. Yeah. So that's, oh, it's beautiful. So that's, man. That's my prayer is like, mm. I want to, I want to remember that yeah. for as long as I physically can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can echo that, that like as a kid, Christmas Eve was my least favorite part <laughs> <laughs> because like, I mean, it was cool. The tradition of like watching a bunch of Christmas specials all day. Mm-hmm. That was fun. But like the Christmas Eve service was like. I'd fall asleep or like, I really didn't enjoy it. And now like looking back at the last like three or four years when like, I probably have grown the most in my faith. Yeah. Like Christmas Eve has been like the service Christmas Eve service has been my Mm -hmm. favorite part. Mm -hmm. I think, um, of remembering that. Yeah. Yeah. You're the last one. I'm the last one. So we got to say goodbye. We have to say goodbye. Sitting in our living room now. Take, take us home. Bloomingdale Church family and others, you have been listening to the Christmas edition of the Bloomingdale Church podcast brought to you from the heart of the nation of Bloomingdale, Illinois. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Donna Freeman, and you are listening to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast. Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Chelsea Reinhold. Merry Christmas, and you are listening to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast. Hi, this is Scott. You are listening to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast, and to you and yours, I would just like to wish a very Merry Christmas. Hi, it's Nita. Merry Christmas, and you're listening to Bloomingdale Church Podcast. Hi, this is Bill. You're listening to the Bloomingdale Church Merry Christmas Podcast. (laughs) Perfect. The moral of the story, uh, moral of most of your stories is to thank God for Nancy (laughs) Callum. That's right. (laughs) Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Nancy. One time there was this big rollerblade exhibition, you know, hundreds of fans and, you know, something like Mountain Dew on a van roof, you know, let's say they were the sponsors of it. Yeah. When announcers and just all this stuff is going on, it's a big deal. It was in Omaha and we noticed there were no girls out there, but Nicole had her rollerblades with her. Sure. I said, Nicole, get out there. You're going to win. You know, because they're looking for kids to, oh, sure. to sponsor. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll buy their helmets and knee pads and maybe even their blades. Nicole, go on out there. I mean, she could just do anything and yeah. she was going to win, you know. Yeah. I couldn't talk her into it. She was too intimidated by the fact she was the only girl hmm. that was ready to go. Hmm. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's lived such a charm life. I'm sure she would have been the one they'd say, you know what? We want to use your picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <We're> gonna, <laughs> well, you're going to be making a TV commercial. <laughs> you blew it, Nicole. You would have been. The, you would have been the girl. You would have been in the X Games. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs>
<laughs> so you Work, didn't work put, at all state. You, know? <laughs> you didn't put pigtails on Joel and send him out. That. No, no, no. He he was out there having fun as a boy. Oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, Nicole was so... I, I remember one time we went to a place where they had ramps and it was just wild. I mean, it, it's a wow. miracle they didn't all kill themselves. Like a theme there. park yes. for rollerblades. Yes, it was all indoor. It was in Palatine. We, wow. we made that part of our vacation one year and we swung into Palatine and... Wow. Kids are... Going up down these ramps, what made it scary was there was also kids on bikes doing the same thing. Uh oh. So you got bladers and, and bikers bikes. in the same tiny little spot. And you think, you guys are going to kill each other. <laughs> so Nicole's just, you know, doing her thing there. And, and she realizes I'm the only girl here. Sure. She takes her helmet off and tucks her hair up <laughs> oh, under no. her helmet so that she can just pass as a, another boy dressed in grunge. <laughs> oh, yeah. How old is she? At, that, At point? that point, she's probably like 12. Wow. 11. Man, yeah. you, you're you're extreme sports family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially those two. I mean, those, I, I never really did rollerblading or sure. any of the stunt stuff, but... The kids were into it. It was a big deal in those days. I don't. I don't think it's as big as it was, say, twenty, twenty-five years ago. Yeah. No, I. I think you're right. That was definitely the. In my memory, that was like the heyday of of sort of extreme sports and skateboarding, rollerblading, snowboarding. Yeah, at the grassroots level. I mean, now it's big. They got money and medals. Sure. And all that. Yeah. That was just getting started. Yeah. The, at the street level, which is what made it so attractive to kids. It's like, good, there's no adults bugging us. We don't have to go to practice. You know? Yeah, you just do. You You're know. just a free-range kid. Yeah. And and that was what made it so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. We should get back. We should get into skateboarding <laughs> together, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the guy. I know that. what I'm getting you for Christmas. Now. <laughs> well, you can run, and I'll skateboard next year. There you go. Yeah, cool. you'll be flying past me because a skateboarder can really go. Yeah, it's true. That's terrifying. I I, read, I wrote a longboard once. I'd rather ride. I'll ride a bike. You can run, and I'll ride a bike. And well, I, I don't mind riding a bike either. Uh, <laughs> the older you get, the more uh, fragile your bones are. So you really hmm. don't dig falling down <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> i guess so 